0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things
1: geek.
2: Babylon 5 ended a great war and united a hundred alien races in peace. Danger didn't die. It just went underground. With new heroes and new evils to carry the torch. We need to make sure they all understand we will not be intimidated. What is wrong with you people? We have to protect him against himself. It's an entire new season of Babylon Five, with all new episodes.
1: And so Begin. There is a hole in your body. What do you want? No one here. It's exactly what he appears. Nothing's the same anymore. Anyway. Commander Sinclair is being reassigned. Why
3: don't you eliminate the entire non-homo?
2: I was a
1: great head. reaching
2: out of the stock You are.
1: President Clark has signed a decree today, declaring These orders law. have
2: forced us to declare independence. I saw so people get off their encounter-suited butts and do something. You are the one who to who will die. Why are you here? Do you have anything worth living for?
3: Think of my beautiful city, of Giants in
4: the playground. Get the hell
2: out of our galaxy! We are here to place President Clark under arrest.
4: Turn around. Very, very slowly.
3: Hello, Mr. Garibaldi. Good to see you again. I was wondering how you were doing. You haven't written, call. Shut up. Man. Obviously, haven't improved your manners.
5: And welcome to the Epsilon 3, a Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Each week we review an episode of the 1990s sci-fi TV classic Babylon 5. This week, Season 5, Episode 19, Wheel of Fire. I'm Paul. I'm Dan. I'm Sean. And we are, we are, the, are the Epsilon, Epsilon 3. 3. And the synopsis. jacquard deals with the cult of personality that is forming around him. And Dylan learns that she is pregnant. Oh! <gasps> Spoilers. Oh, no. Mm. (laughs) And Lockley helps Garibaldi deal with his problems with alcoholism. Written by JMS and directed by Janet Greek, this episode was released on November the 4th, 1998, and takes place from August the 19th to August the 21st, 2262. And the guest stars, Monique Edwards as Officer, and Denise Gentile as Lise Hampton-Eggers. Uncredited is Phil Horn as Docking Bay Mechanic on Ladder.
3: I saw that. I love that. That's the that's the best description. What, what uh, what's your claim to fame? Well,
5: let no. me tell you. <laughs> and you know what? I watched the show and I totally forgot to look out for him, so I have missed him. <laughs>
6: The Ladder is really huge nowadays. Like He's everywhere. You can't can't go any TV show without Ladder. Yeah. But, you know, he got left behind in the dust.
5: That's it. Yeah, L- Ladder has appeared in many,
6: many shows after that. Mm. He's got thousands of credits on IMDb. Loads of credits, yeah. yeah. He, he he really knows how to get rung up. So, you know, that's, uh, oh, that's
5: oh,
6: always good. Oh, dear, oh, dear. i <laughs> moving on quickly to
5: the... Uh, oh, no, sorry. Uh, so, guys, what did we uh, think about this episode?
3: Good question, but it's a good question because you ask it every week, and we always give a a fascinating answer. Uh, This time, because life got in the way, I admit I did manage to watch the episodes. I didn't get to take any notes, and I don't remember what I thought of it. I didn't hate it. I remember that much. Um, I'm waiting to hear what Dan has to say. Actually,
5: okay. Well, we can get once we've done our review. We can you (laughs) can give us a more meaningful review of yours because we can remind you what went on. Uh, but but done in the
6: meantime. well i mean it's the episode where ladder started his career i mean you can see the early days <laughs> of his burgeoning uh acting chops uh, coming to light uh you know he just had to wait for that guy to get off him I mean that's it, that's it um no uh, it's yeah it it was a good episode it's another one of those ones where it's after the big action pack to barter where they ended a war and now we're having all the the character stuff I like the episode and I think it it's very competent I think it does what it needs to do in that it's setting up this. And next week's episode, and sort of these these characters now winding down. We're coming to the end of season five. Where are they going? Where, where are all the pieces moving on the board? So it does that very very well. I don't know. I, something's missing, and I don't feel like it. It's a fitting end to a lot of the characters. I feel like there's still more that they could have done. Like the whole fact that Delenn is pregnant is it, it almost feels thrown in. Like we we know that they have a kid because of like future flash forwards for Sheridan and all this sort of stuff. So we know that's coming in the bag. But I know just her just running in and then faints and then we find out they're pregnant. That that's it. Like that's all we're gonna get. Okay, fair enough. So the fact that it's in the the little blurb, weird. I don't know why. There's more important things going on, like Garibaldi finally getting support. And I I appreciated that. I appreciate someone finally getting his friends to to be there for him and, and allowing them in and stuff. And the things that we've been missing, you know, people who should have picked up on it, standing up for him or, or being alongside him at least. It does kind of feel like Lockley is just the character we bring in <laughs> to give right. her a bit of backstory so that she's relevant to everybody. Like, oh yeah, my father was an alcoholic. Oh, we could have, we could have learned that about ooh, what, 10 weeks ago. That would be <sighs> nice. You know, foreshadowing. I thought that's what this show was all about. No, okay. no, no. She's going to tell him in the last five minutes of uh, of their relationship. Okay, Tracy. Here's the deal.
3: You're you're a big time actress. We're going to put you in the main <laughs> credits. You're going to be in about three or six episodes.
6: We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you're in this episode with a guy called Ladder. He's going to be huge. He's going to be a star kid. Yeah. Oh, 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 um, uh, Tracy. Oh, yes, that's right.
5: I remember her. Oh, better get her into. She's only got three episodes left. Quick. Pack all of those scripts we had, all those ideas, pack them into one.
6: <laughs> but like, she does it well. Like, that's the thing: is she's really good at just being given something and she delivered it. Oh, and she's a great actress. Genuine, she has a great ability to just bring these, these nuggets of what would have been a fantastic story to explore for an entire season in a couple of minutes. But I don't know; it just feels like, oh, we've just learned this amazing thing about her, and we're going to see her for what one more episode, and then she's gone. Um, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. It's not great. That's the capsule review. (laughs) It was fine. It was fine. It was fine. Why is it called Wheel of Fire? Because Wheel of Fortune was uh, copyrighted. Ah, That's it. (laughs) The game show part. That was what was in the deleted scenes. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, thank goodness for that. I thought I'd missed that. I thought these
5: because we obviously we record two episodes at a time and we've recorded this one. And the next episode, um,
3: is yet to be recorded is yet to be recorded because we are recording yeah. this one
5: first, but we're doing the two together. Um, and I actually quite liked both of these episodes. This, this one, uh, in particular, um, because finally Garibaldi gets found out and, uh, unless I'm merging them into the same
3: episode. Oh yeah, that was it. Um, john had and, the big speech in this one right exactly yeah where and, he was uh, going to get mad but he didn't exactly okay
5: and shakar um get, gets to leave and and uh, that that's a bit sad so yeah it's it, it is very much the ending of the show it's the uh, finishing off of all of the story arcs you know of, of londo still sat on his own of shakar moving on but he's now got resolution with um resolution is that the right word? With, um, uh, Lita, he you know they go off together.
3: That, that's next um, episode. Oh, it
5: was the next episode. All right. Okay. <laughs> so I told you I, we, I, it's all merged into
6: one. It, it, the, well, he has I, the idea for it this episode. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah. know mm-hmm. it's yeah, yeah, coming. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. So well, this so, is a
5: kind
3: guy of really a two parter.
6: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, really exactly
3: is. it is.
5: Um, or maybe even three. I don't know. It depends on what the last one's like, but, or the second to last one's like. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go, uh, get on with the review. Uh, Ambassador Shikar arrives back on Babylon 5, and, uh, and, which is after his stay on Centauri Prime, of course. He is greeted by Captain Lockley, who says there are a few of his people waiting for him. He is thankful it is only a few and hopes that his time away has cooled the enthusiasm for him. Lockley says she wouldn't miss this for the world. He enters the promenade to be
3: visited by a horde of Narns, all shouting his name. And Lockley makes a hasty retreat. Is that what we call a group of Narns, a, Narns, a horde? Is that a the horde? technical term? That, yeah, that's right. A horde, yep. Yeah. Okay. A whole horde of nards,
5: Not a takeaway. Oh, it could have been a bread. A bread of nards, mm. Bread uh, of nards, yeah. Yeah. Garibaldi is in his quarters having a drink when he is interrupted by Dr. Franklin, who asks him, what's up? Garibaldi asks him, what does he mean? And Franklin reminds him that he should be in a meeting that is due to start about now. Garibaldi arrives at the meeting in Sheridan's office. Sheridan uh, asks him to go first. Garibaldi starts to give him an update on the Drazi, but is getting mixed up between Mimpari and Centauri. Sheridan says that he is drunk, and dismisses everybody from the meeting room except for Garibaldi. After a discussion with Dylan, Sheridan comes back into the room and asks Garibaldi when did he start drinking
4: again. I don't know. Not long ago, a couple of months. It's just about what I figured. You knew?
2: I suspected. I worried. I tried to convince myself that I was reading too much into the meetings where you were late or unprepared, the recent decline in your performance. You've been under a great deal of pressure lately. Uh, What we went through at the end of the Civil War and then coming right back here without even a break in between.
5: Garibaldi has been under a great strain recently.
2: I tried to tell myself that it was just the strain of the last year or so. I didn't know for sure until today.
4: Look, John, you've, you've got every reason to be angry with me. I'm not angry with you. Not now. I was.
2: But Delen has a, a way of looking at things that. No. No, i am not angry with you. Dylan has a way of looking at things.
4: But I am very disappointed, Michael. I'd rather have you yelling at me or angry. Anything but disappointed. I-I know I failed. I didn't say I was disappointed in you because of your failure.
2: I'm disappointed because I didn't pick up on this earlier. Disappointed because you felt that you couldn't come to me about this on your own. When Stephen had his problem a couple of years ago, I didn't step forward and offer my help when I should have, and he damn near died trying to deal with his problem on his own. Sheridan
5: is disappointed in himself.
2: I have made a lot of mistakes, the same as everybody else, but I try not to make the same mistake twice. So I'm not fired? Garibaldi is not fired. I didn't say that. I can't let this go unanswered, you know that. On your own, the only person you have to worry about hurting or helping is yourself. So no, you're not fired. But I am placing you on suspension. How long? Until you work this out. That could take a very long time. It'll take what it takes. We well, have had our problems, Michael. But I am still your friend. And you have to understand that your problem is not between you and me, you and your job, or any of that. Your problem is between you and you. When you've worked this out, we'll be here.
5: Now, the, this is the scene that I like: is the fact that Sheridan is in, is is disappointed in himself for not recognizing this earlier, and not doing something mm-hmm. about it earlier. I think that is brilliant. He doesn't go at, at Garibaldi for falling back into what is an addiction that you know people have a lot of of. of um, difficulty getting over and would never do get over you are an al- alcoholic for life and the fact that Sheridan says he's you know he, he wasn't a good enough friend by help, helping him earlier I think it's I think that's brilliant and and I think that's really what helps Garibaldi as well because instead of getting slapped in the face and saying you know you stupid boy what are you doing blah 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 going to lock mm-hmm. in the brig or three off the station or whatever he says, "No, we are going to help you. You know, we were right behind you." And what I really, really liked was Jerry Doyle was tearing up in this. Now, you know, he's a good actor anyway. I hope that was very good acting, uh, or it could have been something a bit more personal.
3: But it's, I, you know, I think it was he, a little bit more personal. Yeah, he's bringing that.
5: So. He's bringing that forward, so he can oh, yeah. so he could use that. But it was a genuine tearing up, and uh, and so the character you felt you really do feel for him at this point, you know. I mean, it, it is an addiction. You can't help it. So, uh, so yeah, I absolutely love that scene. Hmm. Franklin is going to Jakar's quarters when he is offered a statue of Jakar by the crowd of Nans outside. I want one. You see, now they're a bit smaller. They're a crowd. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why would supposed, they made?
3: They're supposed to be bronze, but I'm pretty sure they're plastic. Yeah. yeah they don't but kind of... still... Why, why they didn't release that as merchandise for the tie-in? For because I've got a pile of yeah. action figures and little starships, but I don't have any bronze your cars. Oh, exactly.
6: Mm. You need 100%. one of those. Absolutely. Although I would have liked a, a little callback and saying that it's got too many appendages, so that it's like Londo when he had his action figure and he was really mm. offended. Mm. Actually, non, you know, the non way is that actually he's offended because he's got too many, and it's <laughs> not accurate. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they could have brought that back,
5: couldn't they? They, they could have, you know, they might, they might have been that somebody's bought all of these up, you know, because <laughs> they haven't sold them and they found them in a warehouse somewhere. and, they, they say, mm-hmm. and Now they've got them
6: and they're all like a, a you know, it's. They just the head out. Yeah. 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 What was it? A Jaquan. They took the Jaquan yeah. head off and then put Jaquan's head on. Yeah, exactly. yeah.
5: Franklin comes with a message. Half of the population of Nan, uh, of the Narn homeworld, wants Jaquan to come back and take over the whole planet. The other half want him to come back and give their blessing for them to run the planet on his behalf. More and more ships are arriving from Narn with more and more Narns wanting to meet him. Meanwhile, in Lockley's office, Zack enters and tells her there is a message from Security HQ that she should be a part of. There's a serious problem as there has been more and more attacks on psycho property. They started off as amateurs, but now they seem to be getting more and more advanced. After every attack, there are words, Remember Byron? found painted on the walls he is quite memorable
3: yeah uh I, that, that was so last season oh no that was this season wasn't it this is wow. like the longest worst season ever this this entire season five is a real ship show <laughs> that was the last season it was just war after
5: war after war oh no that was this season as well oh yeah oh god yeah. Going on and on it's like a juror bunny uh, where was I? You're remembering oh, yeah. Byron. Oh, I forgot about him, yeah. Uh, they have followed the money trail back to Babylon 5, and they believe that Lita Alexander is involved in some way. Lockley visits Garibaldi to see how he is doing. She says she understands what he is going through, to which he says he doesn't believe her, because they have locked horns from when they first met each other.
0: just thought I'd come by, offer any help I can, and tell you that I understand.
4: You understand and you want to help you even after we've locked horns from day one
0: that's right
4: And what makes you think that you understand what makes you think you know what I'm going through captain huh please tell me cuz I could use a good laugh she says that he is angry
0: all right you're angry
4: Bravo miss Holmes masterpiece of investigative work please go on
0: because you feel like you're alone, you need that anger to. To push away anybody whose compassion might contradict you. Because you feel like you're not in control anymore. Hey, you may as well go even further out of control. And because you can't hurt the people who hurt you like Bester, you've got to lash out at everybody else.
5: Her father was an alcoholic. I am
0: not. When an- he was drunk, he used to lash out at us. just like you're lashing out at me right now. He wasn't mad at us. He was mad at himself at what he was at the the walls that were closing in around him and because he was career military he thought he had to keep it buttoned up shirts pressed chin up yes sir no sir nothing in between doesn't matter what you feel you keep it down see the alcohol gave him permission to let go
5: but what was he angry about
0: at the time i didn't know hey hell i was just a kid how the hell was i supposed to understand any of this i figured it was it was my fault somehow so i was always trying to fix whatever it was
5: she eventually ran away from home
0: nothing worked and after a while i got so frustrated so hurt that i ran away from home which just confirmed his suspicion same ones you've got
4: and what are those
0: that you're a failure garibaldi
5: walks out halfway through the argument which continues in the corridors i'll
4: tell you what captain i've got a few things to do around here so why don't You just leave.
0: Not until I'm finished. Get out! No! Fine, then I'm gonna leave. Hey. What
4: the hell is wrong with you? Can't you take a hint?
0: I'm not finished yet. Besides, you're just walking away to see if I'll follow you. Why don't you stop trying
4: to tell me what the hell I think, alright?
0: Okay, then I'll tell you a little more about my father. Yeah. Green two.
4: She
5: continues to lecture him in the elevator.
0: He didn't see any way out of his life, any way to change it. But the door's always there, Michael. You just have to open it.
4: Okay, fine. So you had a hard life, and your old man had some real-life problems, but that doesn't mean that you understand what I'm going through. You know, in all the time that you've been here, I've never even seen you take a drink.
0: No, you haven't. Because I've got the same exact damn problem you've got.
5: I didn't. No, no, of course you didn't. She became the very thing she hated.
0: See, children of alcoholics usually end up one of two ways. Either they they try to help everybody else because they couldn't help themselves, or they become alcoholics. I couldn't stop what was happening to my father, so I became the very thing I hated. (laughs) Uh, If it could be swallowed shot or smoked oh i did it until somebody very close to me died and i realized what i was doing
5: maybe that's why they didn't get along from day
0: one after that i tried to get better and it hasn't been easy every day is a struggle so if you think i don't know what you're feeling mister you're wrong you're dead wrong (laughs) Maybe that's why we didn't get along from day one. Maybe we recognized too much of ourselves in the other person. I couldn't help my father, and I couldn't help myself at the time, but maybe I can help you the only way I know how. By telling you all that, at least you know you're not alone. Everything else,
5: So it, so it turns out
3: that lockley is an alcoholic as well well we, we kind of had hints during day of the dead when her dead friend showed up and uh they, they were talking about their drug-fueled days but we didn't really get too much information on it yeah maybe we should have got a
5: bit
6: more from that foreshadowing this uh episode but
3: mm-hmm.
6: well, just i mean i like a few more scenes there have been a, quite a few parties in this like there have been moments where they've had like the the staff the command staff together you know why didn't they have you know they've all got alcohol but she deliberately goes for the water or the flat drink that you know isn't uh alcoholic it's like oh i'm on duty and it's just made a thing of so it's constantly there and you're always thinking and then it's like an aha moment we just didn't get the aha moment it just felt like they just threw it on this character considering we've got the doctor who went on walkabout and he went through addiction right we've already got a character who can go through this with him why do we have to have another one no nah, there we go see but yeah there we are
3: yeah Last jms may have thought five seasons in advance but i guess he didn't figure out all the little nuances and entry intricacies little bits he was so so um he was so forward thinking that he
5: forgot to look back um uh... <laughs> So as he's writing stuff, he thinks this in the future will be okay, but then when he gets there or he gets to something, he, he hasn't thought about what happened previously. Uh, I'm just guessing. <laughs> Lockley and Zach are about to arrest uh, Lita. When the two when they try to arrest her, she uses mind control to get everybody in the Zocalo under her control. Lockley threatens to arrest her, but Lita says you can't touch somebody who's been touched by the Vorlons. Hello. Suddenly, PPG is placed to her head. It's Sheridan, who says that he, too, has been touched by the Vorlons. Perverts.
6: There was something about that delivery of that line. It just didn't work for me. It made me laugh. I'm sorry. You're not the only one who got touched by the Vorlons. Ah, yeah. uh, it's just too much. Too
5: much. Stop touching my Vorlons, leave them alone. <laughs> She's put in handcuffs, but before she is taken away, she says to Sheridan, you can't be everywhere. So luckily, Promptly punches her in the face and knocks her out. Lockley says maybe Sheridan should have pulled the trigger as
3: they may never have got another chance. You know what that reminded me of? Go on. Where no man has gone before. Remember when uh... Uh, Gary Mitchell got the uh, psychic powers and uh, mm-hmm. Spock said, hey, you better uh, kill him all you can. Ah, but yeah, he didn't, it. did he? No. Mm.
5: That's true. That's true. I did like it when... Uh, when Lita was uh, was punched, because obviously being a yeah uh, stunt a stunt uh, uh, lady stunt woman, uh, she just uh, took the punch perfectly. You know, just <laughs> whacked her out. Mm-hmm. That was, that was <laughs> really good. Garibaldi catches up with Captain Lockley and apologizes to her for his earlier behavior. He says it must have been hard for her to tell him about herself, but is grateful for it. She says she wants to show him something, and suddenly Lise Hampton appears. She says she got garibaldi's message as soon as she, and came as soon as she could. When he asks which part of the message did she get, she says the important part that said he needed her. Oh. They hug and walk walk off. But it is obvious that this is Lockley's doing. That was a good move. There was. It was. It, it was exactly the right thing to do. To get them together, mm. to explain to her that. Um, obviously Garibaldi's got a problem, and she needs him. Can he come quickly? But make it look as though it's Garibaldi that's asked for it, so that he's asked for the help. That was really good. Lita is locked in the brig, and Sheridan asks Franklin why she has turned.
2: Why she has turned suddenly? I just don't understand it, Stephen. What could make her turn
1: like this? Well, let's say she was uh, adjusted by the Vorlons, dumped by the Vorlons, used as a weapon. Quit the core, lost the only man she ever loved, and dedicated herself to finishing his work. Pick one or all of the above, and let's face it, she's pissed. Mm. Massively. Mm.
5: Sheridan says there is something more going
2: on here, something that pushed her over the edge. Hey, first Londo, then Garibaldi, and now this. I tell you, the next person who acts irrationally, I swear I'm gonna shoot myself in the head. Enter D'Lenn, shouting.
7: bastards! Did she just...? She
2: did. I'll get the gun. Uh, Delenn, are you...
7: Bastards!
2: Yeah, we got that part.
7: The non-government says they're going to boycott all our ships until Jikar comes home.
1: Well, that's not our choice. He doesn't want to go home.
0: They say he's staying here out of a sense of obligation. And that if we tell him to go home, he will.
2: They're insane.
0: I know. And I just... I... I don't think I can... I... I Delenn?
5: Garibaldi is telling Lise about his condition. He says she has been, uh, sorry, he has been suspended, but she says he was going to leave at the end of the year anyway. He doesn't want to come home until he's got himself 100% right, but Lise points out that nobody gets it 100% right, and she wants him to come back and help her with Edgar's Industries. She wants to be with Garibaldi for the rest of her life. She's lost him twice. She doesn't want to lose him again. She's offering him love, compassion, and co-ownership of one of the biggest corporations on Earth. Hmm. So, um, so Garibaldi, uh, what did uh, attract you to the uh, multi-billionaire, Lee Hampton? Right.
3: Is, is it just me, or do they not have any chemistry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, is, there isn't a lot there, is there? I, I don't see yeah. what she would see in that guy.
5: No, I think he nope. was better off with um, the... Uh, uh the gunner boomer girl. or uh, dodger yeah. or
3: whatever the hell her yeah. name
5: was yeah that one yeah i think there was a bit more she was yeah. a bit more lively and a bit i think a bit more active i think, uh, yeah. I think the, was,
6: the, yeah there was so much chemistry between her and lockley uh him and lockley that for a second I just completely forgot Elise was in this and like I thought, oh, actually I'd be rooting for these two. That would make way more sense. She could be his sponsor and then further down the line, they, you know, they hook up and that would be great. And I just completely forgot Elise was even part of this story. So there we go. They would drive each other to drink. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But then, you know, that's my five more years of stories. JMS. <laughs> but Michael suddenly picks up on the words
5: biggest corporation on earth and leaves the room. Franklin informs Sheridan about Delenn's condition. She is pregnant. As uh, Delenn is a human-Mimbari hybrid, there is no guarantee that this will work out. Franklin won't give a a yes or no answer. Sheridan says if it's her or the baby, he wants her. But really, he wants both. Garibaldi visits Lita. He says he can help. He says he can get her transferred to another cell without a camera watching her. So she destroys the camera. Garibaldi says he he knows she has been funneling money back to the terrorists as they don't like the Psychor. Neither does he. She says she can't help him with his drinking problem, to which he says he knows, and he wants her to take out the neural block the Bester put in place. In return, he can talk to a very influential corporation on Earth to drop the charges against her. But she would have to leave Babylon 5. She says this is not enough. She asks, how much is re- how much it, his revenge is worth to him, as he has a counter pro- as she has a counter proposal. Garibaldi tells Lockley about Lita's agreement with the Narns and her
4: DNA. Of course, we wouldn't be in this situation if Jakar hadn't given Lita a hell of a lot of money in exchange for her giving the Narns telepath DNA.
0: Well, that's still only a rumor, Michael. And even if it's true, Narn internal affairs are strictly off limits to the Alliance.
4: Oh, it's true. All right. Look, all the transactions have been placed in a secret account and only she has the access code. Now, she's agreed to transfer the money into a secret fund that's going to be used exclusively to help telepath. When we're blowing stuff up. Ledgers will be kept, accounts will be balanced, and the books will be made available for review by anybody who wants to see them anytime.
0: Now, who's going to supervise this trust fund?
4: She's given me authority to pick someone. Now, Captain, I give you my word, every penny in that fund will be accounted for. Luckily says she can't, she still can't let her go
0: all right assuming this is true i still don't have the authority to let her go
4: well you'll have it by the end of the day because there's a certain senator who receives a fairly large campaign contribution every year from edgar's industries who is going to intercede on her behalf
0: okay when she's out of the brig then what i I can't just let her wander around babylon 5 in her current state she is extremely powerful very dangerous and for my money Unstable.
5: Shikar overhears the conversation and comes in, and tells Lockley and Garibaldi that he can no longer
1: stay on Babylon 5 due to the amount of followers he is attracting. This is how I've come to be seen by my people. Despite my best efforts, I've become an icon. I didn't understand why or how until I saw this. I realized it's simpler to make a statue to someone who you believe embodies all your better qualities than it is to actually improve yourself.
4: And this saves you from having to think. Exactly.
1: For the last year, I've tried to point my people toward the simple truth that we are one, regardless of race. He, he can no longer be what he wants to be. Somehow that message has gotten twisted, so that I have become their idea of the truth personified. Once you turn into this, you can no longer be who you are. You can only be what they want you to be, what they expect you to be. If I return, they will try to make me into this, and I cannot allow that. If I stay here, my followers will continue to disrupt Babylon 5. Is that not true, Captain?
0: I hate to say it, but yes, that's correct.
1: So you see, Leet and I are in the same position. Neither of us can go home, and neither of us can stay here any longer. But where will he go? Out there. Visiting Centauri Prime helped me understand the Centauri. And out of that came a new peace between our people. I also realized that there is so much I have never seen. How much more could I understand? How much more could I help my people if I saw even more of the universe around us? I could destroy this by betraying my principles, but I can't do that. So I have decided to go away. So he
5: proposes to take Lita with him and travel the stars.
1: I will return when I've found a way to destroy this while keeping the message intact. What about Lita? I could use a traveling companion i have learned a great deal about healing wounds and curing anger perhaps in my way i can help her deal with her own anger as i dealt with mine either way as soon as i put my affairs in order i am leaving babylon five and it is entirely possible that i may never return lita's counterproposal, however is this
7: i've done everything i could michael i raised money to help fight the psycor but the way they tracked it back to me shows I don't have the background and know how to use it. You do. With Edgar's Industries, you've got resources, contacts, and a way to move large amounts of money without attracting attention. So here's my deal. We'll set up two accounts.
5: Lita wants Garibaldi to help her financially to hurt Basta.
7: The first one's for show. The second one is the real account. The big one. Use that money to hurt the Psycor and help my people. You can't hurt Bester directly because of the neural block, but you can help me bring down everything he cares about. You can help me destroy the Psycorps and free my people.
4: Well, why not just remove the neural block?
7: Because it's a great motivator. You won't rest until it's gone, and I'm the only hope you've got of ever getting rid of it. She will check
5: back in two years, and if he's done everything she wants, She will then take out the neural block.
7: If you've done as I ask, if you've created a force I can use against the Core, I'll take out that neural block. Then you can deal with Bester. I'll deal with the Core. We both get what we want.
4: Aren't you taking an awful chance? I could just grab the money and run.
7: I don't believe you'd do that. If I thought otherwise, I'd kill you where you stand.
5: She's the strongest telepath he's ever seen.
4: You want me as a partner? Then I have to be in all the way. So I need to know, Lita. Something's happened to your abilities. You're not a P5 anymore. Hell, you're not even a P12. You're the strongest telepath that I've ever seen. What did the Vorlons do to you, Lita? Who? What are you?
5: She is one of the big weapons.
7: I've only recently begun to understand it myself. You know the Vorlons used telepaths as weapons during the Shadow War, but what no one stopped to consider was that in a war you have a certain number of small weapons, a certain number of medium-sized weapons, and one or two big ones. The kind of weapons you drop when you are out of small weapons and the medium weapons and you've got nothing left to use. Sheridan and
5: Delen have a little pillow talk. Delenn says she hasn't heard from Malari recently. He says he has to adjust to being an emperor and is probably partying all night.
3: Cut to a scene with Malari sat on his throne, sad and alone. But you know what you will party all night by doing? By listening to this promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. All right, monkeying around. Start talking. Mr. Mr.
0: Bobbley calling Mr. calling
3: About your podcast.
0: We talk about an Emmy-winning comedy series. We talk about a band who outsold the Beatles
6: and the Stones in 1967.
3: Still sticking to that story, huh? Well, if you know what's good for you,
4: you'll change your tune.
7: We talk about a groundbreaking multimedia project that inspired generations of artists and fans.
4: All right, throw the book at them. This book is
6: overdue.
0: Monkeying around, a podcast about the monkeys
6: trivia genuinely sorry genuinely sorry, uh before we before we carry on with trivia genuinely thought when sean said earlier you know what that makes me think of i was like he's a bit early for the promo isn't he like... I know, yes sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was halfway through the review we haven't even finished yet
5: <laughs> hello and welcome to epsilon three and you know what that reminds me of <laughs> <laughs>
6: that'll be the next
3: episode <laughs> yeah
6: that'll be like halfway through crusade and we're like oh god we've had enough let's just keep going yeah Ah, the
5: trivia. The title of this episode, which also serves as the overall title for the final season, is taken from The Lord of the Rings, in which Frodo tells Sam uh, there is no evil
6: between me and the wheel of fire. Ah, uh, mm. now that makes sense. That makes sense. Because at least, you know, you see a friend standing up for you. It's kind of what he's going through. I was thinking of like a Johnny Cash reference, maybe, you know, I'm going for the Wheel of Fire. I don't, I was thinking now about the bugs there, but uh, that makes sense
5: now. Mm. Did I say evil then? There is no evil now. It is, there is no veil between me and the Wheel of Fire. So, Ooh. That's the same thing. Anyway, Sheridan has forgotten that Dylan from the future, War Without End Part 2, told him they had a son and that he was safe. We didn't forget though, did we? Uh, no. <laughs> so Sean, are there any Star Trek connections?
3: Yeah. You remember that part where Lockley said to John, she should have taken him out before she, before, uh, Lita got too powerful. Uh, huh. That, that's about the only thing we've got. Cause there's no guest stars <laughs> or nothing. <laughs>
5: no. <laughs> You're right. I couldn't find any either.
3: And ratings. We uh, rate these episodes
5: out of five jump gates because it's five. And, uh, IMDB rate those out of 10 and I've given this a 7.9. So that equates to a uh, 3.95 in our scale. Mm-hmm. Sean, uh, what did you give this?
3: You know, I, I wouldn't quite go that high. It was, it was fine. like, it was inoffensive it, it's winding the show down. Um, if I could remember it better, I'd have something pithy and poignant to say, but, uh, why don't I give it a 3.5 just
6: because. Okay. Dan. Yeah, uh, it, it closes off some characters, it ends some of the stories, it sort of finishes off some of the arcs. Um, we're now setting up that uh, everybody's leaving. Um, we've got uh, pregnancy on the way. Yeah, it's, it's a competent episode. Like I say, all the character work makes sense. It all delivers based on what we've seen before. And, you know, we've had so many problems with Drunk Again Uncle Mike handling of Garibaldi's alcoholism it's a nice episode to actually deal with it in what was more believable for me in that the friends actually came together and helped him out and it, it's the kind of what I wanted all season that these people were trying to help him all along and it's only now on the final hurdle that he accepts their offers of help I think that's what I wanted this season not constantly you know show me the way to go home and and all of the you know the, the typical tropes when you show an alcoholic you you have this you know the friends coming together and they and hold hands like...
3: and they sing we'll be in a better place
6: yes exactly. <laughs> that would have been a much better way around you remember garibaldi forget <laughs> byron oh, who, who cares about byron um uh, and of course, you know, it, it's got ladder in it. So I'm going to go 3.5 out of 5. <laughs> we love ladder. <laughs> I love ladder. Oh, that was a Trek connection. I'm sure ladder's done a Trek somewhere along the line. Up it's the long done...
3: ladder, remember? Oh, that, that that's That offensive uh, Irish He's episode. Even in the title. Oh, yeah.
1: My
6: ladders
3: everywhere yeah. back in the sci-fi. Well, he'd obviously grown up by then because he was a long ladder.
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs> long ladder.
3: <laughs> Not just, Not just ladder.
6: ladder. It was his early career. Yeah.
3: Well, you know, because... Babylon five is twenty two sixties and the next generation is the twenty three sixties. So it makes exactly. sense. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, absolutely.
5: Uh, yeah, so I'm with I'm with you guys. Um I think Ladder should have had a, should have had an Oscar, but there you go. True. Um, very true. Stand up uh, guy. Real uh, no, stand up guy.
3: It's a TV show, it would be an Emmy. <laughs>
5: I mean I mean he's he took true. many he took many steps to get there. Um, you know that <laughs> but there you go. Um no, it, it was. It, I thought this was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. I was as I was watch, watching it, it seemed to go really quick. Uh, even though I was making notes for it as well, um, I, I ended up <laughs> watching large sections of it and then thinking, "Holy cow! I was supposed to be making some notes here." Oh. I had to go back and do it again because <laughs> I, I ended up, you know, sort of really engrossed in it. I love Garibaldi's mm-hmm. journey. I love this is the end of his journey, not the end of his journey. It's, it's the start of the of the next part of his journey, which is to uh, to you know, to get back on the wagon again um So I like the fact that yeah all the friends rallied around him. Uh, I love John's response to that. um I uh, I think Lita is uh, a, a little let down by the writers here, but he gets a good send off with Chikar, which is uh, you know again harking back to an original agreement that they were uh, have been made. um So i at the end of it, I enjoyed it, and I'm going a little bit higher than you guys, and I'm going to give this a four out of five. Okay. Hmm. So, is that everything we have on this episode? I believe in it. That is. Okay, in which case, join us next week when we will be discussing Season 5, Episode 20 Objects in Motion. If you have any thoughts on this episode, why not send in some feedback to the epsilon3 at gmail.com. 3 spelt T-H-R-E-E not the number or you can find us on our Facebook page just search for The Epsilon 3
0: If you have any other problems any other questions at all just ask This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network